0: this is what i am calling episode 2.5 the mostly spoilery sneaky movie selection corner the barn 2 is what i'm going to be talking about and why is it sneaky well carrie hasn't been feeling well and i wanted to keep the dfm ship going it's been a long week everyone went to bed early last night um dad got to be the bachelor this is when i sneak in a few snacks eat that whole jar of queso. My son's looking over here at me, accompanying me early Saturday morning saying, wait a second, what do you mean the queso? I'm dipping all sorts of things into that jar. Sorry kids, no cheese with the chips this weekend. I don't know. Uh, It fell, the cheese went bad. I toss it into the garbage when nobody's looking and people forget about it. I was going to record it without my son here, but now he knows that there's no cheese dip to go with his chips. Sorry, Kags. Um, Anyways, we're sticking with our season guide, but we want to supplement wherever we can. So this pairs nicely with um, our while you were browsing article. We're trying to put three articles out every week. Um, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this weekly, but we're we're going to give this a start anyways, this 2.5, and it'll always be kind of like a, after the previous episode, kind of two and a half, three and a half, you get the gist. <clears throat> Excuse me. We're going to do these little episodes with an overdue tapes rating system. So our our normal, <laughs> it's not normal episodes are going to get a flamethrower rating system. Uh, we're going to go with overdue tapes and I'm going with the overdue tapes because I really want to start doing more Uh, independent films, some really trashy horror films. Talked on Instagram a little bit about Urban Decay and the slasher kind of sub, sub, sub genre. Um, Those are some films. I don't know, Frankenhooker is one I didn't even talk about on there, but The Driller Killer, Cruising, Maniac, Think Taxi Driver. That New York City backdrop, just the grimy grit, Steve Spinell, we're going to do a whole episode, bonus episode, on a Steve Spinell film. So we're going to move on now to The Barn 2. As I said, people haven't been feeling good, I'm even starting to get some kind of crud. Sounds like somebody's up. So the beginning of the barn too, I cannot believe it's been six to seven years since I last watched the barn. I've watched it a couple of times. It, I really watched it whenever I first got, it. I, I did the whole crowdfunding thing, got the DVD and, uh, had a friend lend me barn too. And, um, I, I think I'm gonna have to go get my own copy here, but, um, the barn Two really enjoyed it. Justin Seymour, Nevermore Productions. You can tell these movies, they come from his heart. It's obvious. He wrote these stories as a kid. If you go on his website, there's a whole thing where there's pictures of him as a kid. And he's got these books, these horror books that he drew and wrote as a kid. It reminds me of being in like first, second, and third grade. And some of the stories I used to make up as a kid. Um, Um. kids diving into horror the way gen xers and millennials carrie and i are kind of like in between we called ourselves there's that that netflix stand-up i can't remember the woman's name see this is what i'm this is what i'm going to be bad about as i age it's going to be people's names um and i apologize but it it reminds me what is it called the elder The elder millennial, that's where Karen and I are. You know, born in the early 80s, right at the end of Gen X. Had a lot of our childhood in the 80s. Anyways, you know me, I'm getting off track again. Um, I think Gen Z, I mean, what's what's in a label anyways? I'm not a big label person, but just to be able to identify and talk. (coughs) Were you able to open up that soda, buddy? Okay. My son's sitting here, and I'm treating him with a Pepsi. First thing in the morning. This is another benefit to dad being on his own a little bit here. Nobody tell Carrie. I mean, she's going to find out anyways, but uh, I think so with the younger generation. Um, They may not make their horror movie or podcast someday and touch on rentals um, or making their movie like it kind of came out from a certain time period. I don't know. We'll, We'll find out over time, but there's a lot of young horror artists, whether that be a filmmaker or a book writer or comics. There's so much media out there now. That's that's the younger generation's getting so much right, um, and I think that's what brings us all together. Is this horror stuff? It doesn't matter. My son's sitting here; he knows all the the horror movies that his dad grew up on. I'm starting to show him. He's got a big smile on his face right now. <laughs> He's being bashful this morning, but uh, love you, buddy. Um, so, anyways, let's talk about the cast in the barn, too. Linnea Quigley returns as Miss Barnhart, um, Ari Lehman, Jason, the original Jason from Friday the 13th, 1980. Um, I know you horror hounds, remember, you know who that is as Dr. Rock, his Dr. Rock character in the original barn was so much front (laughs) Lexi drips that that's a heck of a name for an actress. And even especially for a horror actress, I'd be interested to know, is that her real name or is that a stage name that she selected either way? And that really sticks out uh, I'm sure she's marketing that. Lover in these. She's returning from the original as our final girl here, Michelle. Anyways, we followed Josh and Sam in the original, as you recall, as they battle ghouls set during Halloween time in the barn. What happens to them at the end? The barn, too, answers that question. Uh, and a lot. <laughs> this movie is so much fun. A lot more. Let's talk about the opening. I love that this opens with a very Friday the 13th Part 2 campfire scene. (coughs) Reminds me of the old guy at the beginning of the fog. That's a great moment in horror. Um, It's so much fun, especially since, oh, I hear a lot of footsteps up there. Since the Boy Scouts, they all get it. Uh, Dad's been found out. They know I'm not up there like I usually am on the couch in the morning, the, taking the dog out first thing. Oh, I'm screwed. She's going to walk in, in the middle of this recording. What are you doing? You weren't there. That's okay. You might, it might be your sister. Okay. Well, that's okay. We know it's not me and you because we're here, unless it's a replicant of me and you. No, that would be weird. That's sus. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I love that. Uh, So the kids in the beginning, they're enjoying their roasted marshmallows. They get it. Not too many people in horror want to touch that, like killing a kid in a horror movie. I think I've seen Terrifier do that quite a bit um especially if you go way back to Damien's All Hallows Eve where we first see Arthur the Clown before he became as big as he's becoming but um anyways uh it's i I loved that moment because it's doing something unique that a lot of people aren't willing to do it's not unbearable or hard to watch at all it's done in a very homage you all right buddy yeah. done in a very homage nostalgic way so not too long after we we fast forward when we find our leading lady, Michelle, Lexi Drips and her friends, including Diana Prince, Darcy the male girl, aka her character's name in here is Dottie. They're planning a Halloween party. Um, the Halloween party planning montage is a lot of fun. Very early. Uh, 90s, late 80s, pop rock, Def Leppard, Poison, the soundtrack. I'll touch on that a little bit later. Uh, I threw this together at the last minute, folks, so apologies. These, A lot of these are just my thoughts that I tried to haphazardly organize as I'm waking up with maybe like a quarter of a cup of coffee in me. I just can't sleep in. It's a, I'm cursed. So might as well take advantage and watch some horror movies, right? Take a few notes. It was fun. Uh, scream reference. We've got Joe Bob. Let me, let me back it up. So we've, we've got that Halloween party planning montage. I need to see more horror movies with montages in it. It just, even if it's goofy, it adds a whole other thing to a horror movie. But anyways, we've got Joe Bob. He's at the drive-in entrance. What do you need, buddy? Okay. Um, you know, what characters he play? Well, what else? Drive-in Joe. He plays himself. He's in the booth. He's got some drive-in totals, his small appearance that, that leaves an impression. Um, you can tell Joe Bob has been asked to do this for, I don't know, 40 plus years. Um, what's up, buddy? You need to go upstairs or something? No, why don't you stay down here, okay? While I'm recording, can you do that for me? He's like, "No, I'm bored already." I thought you were gonna drink the soda I gave you. <laughs> I think you wanted to go say hi to your mom and your sister. <laughs> yeah, he knows what's up. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep going, buddy. Okay. So I'm gonna stop, and say that. Each kill in this movie gets better and better. I think it gives *Terrifier* *Terrifier 2* a run for its money. <coughs> Excuse me. We've got skulls, faces coming off at forty-five degree angles. Um, my son's smiling when I say that. Ah, I'm I'm raising him right. He loses sleep when he watches horror movies, but I think we all do from time to time, and especially when you're a kid. Uh, but he's He's still, I said the other episode, he's coming back for more. We've got heads being squished in a vice. We've got decapitations. Um, the barn too. I was going to touch on this being a little extra spicy. You know which scenes I'm talking about. Um, I got my little dude here, so I'm not going to go into it. But um, if I'm making... A small budget, crowdfunded horror film. The Barn 2. <laughs> this is how I'd do it. Um, we've got Larry, who's got his own moniker. You know what I'm talking about, Larry. Settle down, Larry. Of course, he. this is spoiler Larry. Spoiler alert. Larry gets it. Um, Diana, Darcy, Dottie, AKA, AKA, AKA. Her kill was a frenzy. Uh, And then this was a little bit jarring. Sam just kind of, Sam's return took me off guard. Um, It's really interesting. It's almost like an evil dead meets aliens kind of thing where he only thinks like, Hey, Michelle, I sent you off at the end of part one to go get some help it's only been like what 20 minutes but no it's been years so he was stuck in what some hellish portal or dimension for years and he when he comes back to our reality um he thinks it's only been minutes that that's some really that's a neat way for some continuity that adds really something bizarre and sinister to the movie um so Sam and Michelle, <coughs> they make their way to the town meeting at the church. Um, mayhem ensues. They've got Linnea Quigley, aka Mrs. Barnhart, and Doc Rock, Doctor Rock. They're tag teaming them to fight off these ghoulish forces. We've got Linnea Quigley with a chainsaw, and Doctor Rock with a, what was it? A nail gun? Um, I think Cagney. I think you would have been you would have been laughing your butt off. Um so yeah, Army of Darkness meets Goblin 2. The kids haven't even seen is it Goblin 2 or no? I'm sorry, Troll 2. Getting the band, getting the Italian band mixed up <clears throat> with Troll 2. Nilbog is Goblin Backwards. <laughs> That's a so bad it's good movie. Um we've got guitar Bashing. Cagney, do you know what a keytar is? Oh, doesn't know what a keytar is. All right, I've got work to do, kid. It's a guitar, except it's a keyboard. <laughs> His mouth is like, what? Um, bashing Ghoul's heads in with a keytar. Dr. Rock. No, Dr. Rock. We hardly knew ye. But great roll. Great roll. Um, Linnea Quigley, again, she's got the bloodlust. Can we talk a moment about Halloween decorations in just about any horror movie for a second? It doesn't matter, big or small. It's reminding you. When you see horror movies in a... a, Duh case. When you see Halloween decorations in a horror movie, I need more coffee. You know why you're there. You're a horror movie fan. Like It just adds to the atmosphere. I'm thinking back to Halloween 2. And... How even even at like the nurse's station, they've got the Halloween decorations up. They've got the orange and black streamers. That's a movie we got to review. That's my favorite horror sequel made me of all time. Halloween 2, 1981. Anyways, if you're going to have a movie set during Halloween time, I got to see Halloween decorations. Even if the whole backdrop is not Halloween, it just happens to be Halloween. Let's see the decorations. Um, Sam dying. But wait a second. It's a fake out. I'm not sure I was cool with that in that moment. I'm not sure I liked it. I was really glad to see that he ended up living. Um, <laughs> you'll see. Wink, wink. We, we've got at least the barn three coming. Um, by the way, too, it's not lost on me. The meaning of Lloyd Kaufman and trauma. The influence is You know, him being in the film, but then the trauma influences throughout all the films. Let's talk about monsters for a second. What's your favorite monster? Cagney, I know you haven't watched these movies. If I were to tell you there was like a jack-o'-lantern monster, his name's Hallowed Jack, a candy corn scarecrow monster, hold up, I'm not done, swine, there was like a piglet type monster, (laughs) Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. I don't. I think Piglet is a character. I haven't watched that movie. So there's like a the swine character, <coughs> excuse me, and then there's the boogeyman who's got who's like a miner with a pickaxe, um, and then there's like a skeleton crow with like a native, um, indigenous headdress. Okay, so if I told you, Cagney, what all out of all those monsters, which one sounds the coolest to you? Oh God, the one with the boogeyman. The, with, the, the, the the miner mining in minecraft the boogeyman is mining in minecraft oh my gosh you and the minecraft that's okay i'm glad you enjoy that stuff um mine has got to be (coughs) pardon me it's got to be the skeletal crow in the headdress i don't know if we ever got that character's name anywhere i'll have to look that up um i think he's got the best kill outside of the goblins tearing away at Dottie, our favorite male girl by the way The cop, he played a goblin too, the actor. He was one of the goblins. I just found that out. Uh, His character's got a Reno 911 feel, uh, which is great. I'm not sure if that was intended, but it just, that's another little thing. The costumes in this, everything oozes fun. I'd say my only nitpick on this is that the filter threw me off sometimes, but only in like some indoor scenes had like that orangey. And I know they do this to the Halloween movies. <laughs> it's kind of got that orangey saturation to it a little bit. I don't even know if that's the right technical term. But anyways, um, I haven't even mentioned all of the zombies, goblins, sidekicks. Um, Quick note about the soundtrack. Rocky Gray, my favorite song out of this whole entire movie has got to be Into the Night. And I think there was another one, Enter the Night. You know, when you find out Sam's eyes glow and he's not dead yet and he's like some really evil creature at the end, um, that's a dark ending. So what was that song? Enter the Night. So yeah, we've got a barn part three. There's another song that had lyrics like, just like the Night of the Living Dead. What is that song? Because that was, this whole movie is just made by people who love horror. And it just oozes it. I can't say that enough so lastly moving on to rating i'm going to compare this to the first one a bit i'd give the first barn uh a three and a half out of five overdue rental tapes i'm giving barn two a four out of five as you know again i'm a sucker for the part two the first sequel Um, this is a a direct follow-up great continuation Um, it just ups the gore a little bit from the first one the kills are bigger I heard the zombie train reference at the beginning. Can we get the zombie train movie? I remember seeing that as one of Siemens books and some of the pictures I saw online. I mean, we've got bullet train, train to Busan, horror express. You like the horror express. I know you've seen that a few times, Um, but let's get it. The eighties, nineties trauma style. Is Seaman going to go? Is he going to do a top jump? <clears throat> I guess not, since we saw Sam at the end. But uh, we we need Barn Three. <clears throat> Other films that this reminds me of. Well, Barn One, Barn Two. I actually get a a Night of the Demons feeling to it. I get. Um, the House Is That October Built. I definitely get a hell, a hell house. I, I know I'm mentioning some found footage films. Um, definitely Demons 1 and 2. Um, there's just a certain look to this film. Um. Yeah. I, I mean, I think if you like anything about the undead, if you like nostalgia, if you like anything that is looks like it's something that just the art alone you'd pick it up at your video rental store i'm not even doing the barn too justice but i i highly recommend it just a fun film and i can't wait to see more of what this guy does everybody hope you have a comfy cozy weekend hope everybody's feeling good Anybody else experiencing like super unreasonably, unseasonably warm weather? So anyways, love you, gang. See you later.